three. So I think that that's kind of a given here. Yeah. If <clears throat> any of our listeners have not watched Bly Manor all the way through, even if we're just going right three episodes at a time, it's we're going to be, be a little bit tough yeah. to avoid spoilers. So uh, pause, because yeah. Gus would say, and the, now come back. Now come back. <laughs> pause. Go watch. Now come back. Hello. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, you know, normally we just do a less of a breakdown of each episode or even with like movie, even with movies, we really don't break down a movie from beginning to end. Yeah. We, we kind of highlight, kind of talk about it. Yeah. We'll highlight a scene or two and maybe, you know, like the direction of the narrative, but we never, this will actually be our, this will be our first TV show breakdown. It will. Yeah. We're just going to start at the top with, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to, yeah, we're going to start right at the tippity top and go through all nine episodes. You know what? Three, I to, was, three at a time. I can't remember the last time I was as excited for a release, period, even in film, mm-hmm. as I was for Bly Manor. Yeah. Bly Manor was like... I was, I was seriously waiting. I can't tell you the number of times I Googled. Bly Manor release mm-hmm. date, just hoping there'd be something new. Oh, yeah. And literally just absorbing every single bit of information I could whenever it came yeah. out. But oh, yeah. to be honest with you, that kind of came back to bite me because when all the reports said that Bly Manor was going to be way scarier than Hill House was and mm-hmm. and that it was going to just kind of take the whole, um, well, my understanding at least, maybe I was wrong about this, was that they would kind of take the whole horror TV genre mm-hmm. to a new level. Right. And we'll, of course we'll get into it, but right. it didn't always deliver. It wasn't a new level so much as just kind of a different level, I yeah. guess. But I, I love, I love what they did with two completely different storylines. Right. Back a lot of the same mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. There are, there are similarities between the two stories. Right. Um, just the idea of, I almost destroyed our setup. We're good. That We're okay. That would have been cool, though. Yeah, would have been fun. Um, just the idea of um, haunting of Hill House and haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Who knows if there's going to be a third season? Right, um, right. But there, as as much as they they function very independently of each other, there are quite a few similarities. There are, yeah. Um, uh, namely, obviously, like you said in the in the cast, which I think for me. These two seasons, Hill House and Bly Manor, have been what I wish American Horror Story was. Yeah. Because American Horror Story does a lot of similar things that this series is currently doing. You know, they, they bring back actors and actresses. You know, they, they try and tell different types of horror in each, you know, or they try and they try and kind of focus in on different types of horror in each season. Um, but for me so far, I mean, Hill House and Bly Manor have been far more consistently what I'm looking for in horror. I think, you know, um, and not to get too far off track, but, you know, American Horror Story kind of kind of veers off into different genres like erotica American Horror Story is a very erotic show, mm-hmm. and it's not something I'm particularly looking for when I want to when I'm watching horror. It's weird to watch erotic horror for me. It, 
I remember yeah, watching no, the I first agree. season and it just I just kind of it's unsettling in a way and it, it I don't know it, I've I haven't I've no, I haven't watched all the seasons of American Horse I've only watched a few that are the like the ones that really interested me yeah and they've been good but I the ones I haven't watched I've not heard great things about and I just don't have any desire I think maybe to watch part of them. that too is just like sheer volume. That's also true. Yeah, they've made a lot. They've made a ton, well, and, and and this is the. <clears throat> I think that's part of what makes Hill House and Bly Manor so exciting. Just the haunting of series, mm-hmm. um, is because there's only, in my mind at least, there's only a couple other you know, great horror shows. Mm-hmm. Um, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't love it but it's hugely popular. Yeah. Um oh, and yeah, it's it, huge. it kind of there's there's not many other horror shows like it. The other that I would name and I know it has fallen off quite a bit is The Walking Dead. The early seasons of The Walking Dead Oh man. um were incredible. I watched that show religiously yeah. for probably the I think the first four seasons yeah and then i kind of fell off and season five was the season where i fell off and i kind of i lost but it lost me my point is i think that this series the haunting of hill house and blind manor is so exciting because it's something so new it's something Mm -hmm. fresh it's um those other shows have a been around forever and B right. they've already kind of exhausted a lot of their different avenues that mm-hmm. they can take yeah. with the show. This is just something completely new. Um do you want to dive into each episode like just talk about what happened Kinda in each one by one? one yeah, yeah, I'm I'm up for that. And and then yeah. We'll go one by one and we'll kind of give our thoughts and then just make our way through the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. Um one of the reasons why I think this series might have more staying powers because of how much it focuses on characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of shows kind of lose their, lose their grip a little bit is that they sometimes the show becomes less about the people in it and more about the world they're trying to build or the, um, my phone alarm your phone's gotta quit doing freaky shit dude i know my phone is literally possessed i'm not gonna lie first of all whenever we're talking about scary shit your phone decides to do scary shit yeah i don't know what's up with that second of all those bell ringing alarms yeah, that's the worst part. The worst possible alarm for when we're talking about scary shit. Literally the worst possible alarm. Know, so I we were. Oh, wait. <clears throat> you choose to have your little uh, group therapy sessions in broad daylight. In broad daylight. <laughs> I know why you don't go out at night. The phone alarm. Your phone alarm. <laughs> the Batman. It's. It's easy. We um, we turn off the phone alarm. Yes, we haven't recorded this late in a while though, so you can't blame me. <coughs> I was making the point of um, staying power. Staying power. Yeah. 
and how other shows start focusing less on characters, characters, and more on things that are just. Kinda... Yeah, you lost it, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Damn it! I was making a good point too. I feel like. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's get into the show. Okay. Let's break it down. Well, one more point. One more point. Okay. Just the show in general. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of a whole story, a whole ghost story kind of based around a house or mm-hmm. the, this mansion. A singular place. Right. I think that is is very unique take, and it's also mm-hmm. you could go so many ways. What I right. hope they don't do is start falling into the traps of – repeating the same themes or right right or having characters that are so similar that it's kind of hard to differentiate the stories right there's so many ways that they could take the show and i hope they continue with it um just that idea of the story is focused around a place and the shared experiences of the people there right not so much a you know any single ghost or any single event or or whatever Mm -hmm. that Sometimes horror movies and, and horror TV shows are are so focused on. Right. Um, so our main our main character in this one is Danny, I believe her name is, mm-hmm. um, and she is in an au pair. Yes. In England, played by Victoria uh, Pedretti, mm-hmm. who also plays Nell in yes. um, in Hill House. Yeah. Um. And so the the first episode really is all about her getting to Bly Manor and right. meeting all of our secondary characters. Right. She meets um, pretty much everyone, I, I think, think, in the does, first episode. She meets, so she meets the um, the cook slash driver. She mm-hmm. meets the I guess she'd be the housekeeper, and she meets right. the gardener, and then of mm-hmm. course the the two kids that live there. Right. Right. The two kids that live there. Um, was it Flora? And, and miles miles yeah yes yeah um I, and i gotta say from the first episode one one thing i loved so much about hill house was how well um the child actors were mm-hmm. or how how good they, how were. Well they were how well they they were whatever. healthy how good the, yeah they, they were weren't, they, hadn't, they weren't sickly <laughs> i mean one of them was blind as a bat Obviously, because he had those Coke bottle glasses. But, but they were well. They were Regardless, well. Regardless, yeah. they were well. They were well, and they were... they, and were, they were also good actors. They were also good actors. <laughs> and their characters were interesting. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and I think from the first episode, that's one thing you pick up on is, once again, you have these very, very well-acted, well-written young characters, which, again, I, and I feel like we've probably talked about this before... It's really, really hard to get that in mm-hmm. in a show or in a movie. And the fact that, like, from from the jumping point of the second season, you can tell that not only, I mean, these characters are going to be, these child actors and their characters are going to be influential, but they're also going to be intriguing. There's a yes. lot of intrigue in their characters. Yes, absolutely. And, it, and it, they build it up so well in the first, you know, 55 minutes of the first episode. I was it was really it was nice to see that from this from the starting point we were going to have these child characters that again had a pretty big role well, in the know, film in we, the f- show as a whole. We know that the that the like you said the two kids are going to have they're going to play a, a large role mm-hmm. um in the show. Um 
they also they do kind of a a really good job of just showing us that something's not quite right at Bly Manor. They right. don't they don't try to explain what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that they did in Hill House too that um, Mike Flanagan kind of seems to have this affinity for at least in in these two TV shows mm-hmm. is a lot of a lot of foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but a lot of missable details in the beginning that will yes. be explained later on. Right. Um, and it's 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 refreshing because um, we don't always see that sort of planning and execution right with TV shows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, they can kind of get away from the director and get away from the producers where mm-hmm. the early episodes or even once it gets to that point, the early seasons don't really tie in much to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, these Bly Manor is very well planned out in that way where, mm-hmm everything will get tied back together. And Hill right. House was the same way, where you're kind of confused. You don't really know exactly what's going on, but then mm-hmm. in the end, it's all tied back together. Everything ties you up really well. You start to see how um, we got from point A to point B and how they were directly mm-hmm. correlated. And Bly Manor is the same way. And that was right. that was one thing that I thought they did they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Bly Manor also, it, it sets up story threads that you don't really even pick up on. Like it sets up ideas and storylines where in the first episode they're doing a whole bunch of setup and you don't even you don't even know. Yeah. You're just kind of it like uh like you know they talk about how the the previous au pair killed herself. Mm-hmm. And I mean you could you can assume because it's a haunted house that she might play in a play a role somehow, but it's kind of that setup where you just have to go okay, she might have killed herself, and then they move on. Yeah. And it's kind of it's a it's a building block that doesn't really feel like a building block. It just kind of feels like a passing moment. And there are, are a lot of those instances in this show in the first couple of episodes where they just someone will say something almost in passing. Right. But it'll be a a very influential part of the show later on. Or what's kind of cool is um, a lot of times when in situations like that where <laughs> there's just a comment in passing or when something small happens that the mm-hmm. characters are confused by it's something that we're also kind of confused by right like with right with the kids um miles says just kind of some just like weird things that mm-hmm. don't really make sense yeah and he'll go from being like a normal kid to like saying these like very mature um mm-hmm. you know statements or just like randomly start speaking with like super proper English or right. like some weird things like that. And Danny, the au pair is confused by it. Obviously confused by it. And then we're it, yeah. watching and we're like, this kid's kind of a creep. We're like, obviously what is, confused like, by what it. Is yeah. happening? Right. Right. Um, and then it gets explained later on or mm-hmm. in the first episode again, um, when Danny first gets there and, and Hannah, Hannah gross is the, mm. the housekeeper and yes. she's staring down this well when Danny walks up. And it's right. just completely ignoring her. Yeah. And then she stops and says, oh, I'm sorry. I must have been somewhere else. Right. And, right. And at the time, Danny, like, kind of just brushes it off. Like, right. Oh, that's it's just a, a passing weird, thing. Yeah. A weird thing. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, that's strange. But, like, we don't really know what's up with it. Right. Until later on. Um, sometimes in TV shows, it's easy to get carried away with the setup. But I think mm-hmm. that this show does it just enough. Yes. Um, to where it's not weighing down. Um, right. It's not it's not slowing down the story at all. It's not mm-hmm. stopping 
to try to, right. to set up characters. It, it's just doing it in a way that we're going to have to try to catch mm-hmm. on as we go. And it'll give us the details we need mm-hmm. as long as you stay patient with it. It'll, it, it, sh- it does a good job because it shows you that everyone but our protagonist knows more than what they seem to, you know, they, they just yeah. by what they say, they know more about what's going on, but it's not going, it doesn't immediately show its entire hand, the show itself with what right. the characters know yeah. and with how that's going to influence, you know, the story itself. Those are all layers that get unpeeled as the show progresses, which is a great, it's, it's, I think it works really well for horror to, as a viewer, to kind of get that feeling of these people know a lot, but they're not like things aren't, you know, things aren't really showing their, their full everything is potential not as yet. it seems. Yeah. Everything yeah. is not as it seems because people know something that I don't, but they're not telling me. Yes. They're not, te- they're not telling it to me straight. Mm-hmm. They're not giving it to me straight up. And that's a great way to kind of, kind of uh, create that unease from the start. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I don't know if this episode is actually considered a pilot episode because I guess in a no, way, yeah. in a way, Bly Manor is a sequel, but also if, right. you, if you actually look it up, Haunting of Bly Manor is its own separate show yes. from Haunting of Hill. Mm-hmm. It's not a season two. No, right. But, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, the The first episode, um, I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed with how slow it felt and it wasn't really... Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really scary. I was really wanting. Yeah. I was really wanting a like a truly just scary to be utterly horrified horror TV mm-hmm. show because yeah. I think that I think that this has so much potential. Right. Um. But but the first the first episode the way that it sets up the the coming season of mm-hmm. this show is, is masterful. Oh, absolutely. Like the um, one thing I really liked about this episode was the use of um. Flora's miniature house mm-hmm. with the dolls and you know it kind of showed the the layout of where they were and it you know it mini it miniaturizes I don't know if that's a word but you know it's just a miniature of the house and the people in it yeah and it shows you these somewhat sinister looking characters who we haven't seen yet also in the house. I don't know if you noticed this. This was something that I thought was super cool. And uh-huh. I, I thought it would be more important than it actually ended up being. Yeah. Um, in that, in the first episode, I believe it was the first episode. There's a, um, there's part where Danny is walking from, um, miles room to Flora's room. There's mm-hmm. like that, the bathroom that connects the two rooms. Right. Right. And Danny's walking from one room to the next and Flora's at the dollhouse. And she's holding Danny's doll and moving it through the house as Danny would be moving. Oh, um, and huh. it, it kind of gave the it kind of gave the indication that maybe like Flora had some sort of control over the house, mm-hmm. which in the end, I don't think she necessarily does. But she does have a connection to the house right. that the other characters don't have. But it, it, it kind right. of ended up just being this like subtle mm-hmm. sort of cool missable detail that right. just added a little bit more mystery to whatever was going on with Flora and it was mm-hmm. one of our first mm-hmm. it's in the first episode where we're just getting introduced to them. I think it it kind of sets up the idea that she has almost like like true sight. Like she yeah. she's able to kind of see the movements of everyone even if they're not there in the moment. Yeah. Right. Um 
I think she's at least most in touch with the goings on of the house. Right. And all the sinister things happening kind of that other people can't see. Um, One thing this first episode also sets up that was really, and honestly, I think when we kind of get, when this narrative um, or this storyline kind of comes to a conclusion was one of the more disappointing storylines for me. Um, The yellow man, with the spectacles oh, yeah. that Danny is always seeing in mirrors mm-hmm. is great intrigue and great, the, the really great setup for that storyline. And then the reveal happens and it's not as satisfying as I had hoped it would. I mean, it's still a, it's still an interesting storyline that they set up and they kind of eventually unfold. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the overarching, nar- the other overarching narratives, it was absolutely the least interesting one. Right, and it but what what, what, what was about unfortunate that, was the setup was that was the re- that was where really where the scares came from yes. in the first episode was from this dude that she just kind of sees in passing halo behind. eyes right and he's in, and he's in the, all the mirrors and, and that's all we really know pretty scary too I mean it's, yeah it's a pretty frightening when, when image he, when he's there it's a mm-hmm. it's a pretty scary image um, oh yeah some effective uses of jump scares mm-hmm. um but you're right it was it's disappointing the way that it played out partially because it also it felt like that storyline had a lot of potential yeah it kind of showed you know we knew that she was being haunted by something in her past Mm -hmm. she's kind of running from whatever that thing is right right um she's you know covering up all the mirrors so she doesn't see it in the mirrors Mm -hmm. she's avoiding her her reflection basically Mm -hmm. um but one thing i think what disappointed me about it was I kind of thought that maybe that would be a um, a storyline that uh, maybe that character, whoever it was that was was haunting her, would have followed her from America to England. Maybe it was right. something that would be recurring throughout. Um, in the end, we find out that it was it's something that she had already overcome. It was an event right. that had already happened. Mm-hmm. She was, she basically had like PTSD. It was nothing, right. There was nothing actually scary going on. She wasn't mm-hmm. actually being haunted. Yeah. Um, it was basically a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that you're right. That storyline was a little bit disappointing in the end. Right. Um, I think the other, the other, uh, kind of the last to wrap up episode one, the, I guess I think it was it wasn't the final scene but the scene where they 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 lock Danny in Flora's closet yeah. after she finds the the little miniature of I think what Flora I think Flora calls her the lady of the lake. Yeah. Right. Which is a very key storyline in this entire season. It's a bit on the nose, but so, you so know, was the bent neck lady, but yeah, we're not going to complain about wording here. No. So, so Danny one night, you know, stumbles on the, the miniature. Yeah. Under the dresser, under the dresser, you know, shows Flora and then Flora and Miles both have this odd moment and then they lock her in the closet. Well, and Flora, Flora like scolded her for right like, said that she needs to stay in or mm-hmm. she's in her spot or something like that right right i think she said she's like yeah she like she's not in her spot or something yeah. like that and then they find her um it's a moment that seems kind of just like kids being little little shits mm-hmm. you know and it kind of plays out like that until the until later episodes when you realize what's actually going on 
with that yeah. miniature and in the how how it you know how the the house the the scaled down version of the house is influencing some of the decisions Flora might be making with Miles. Well, and that was actually like I thought that was actually a scary moment when the when the two kids lock her in the closet. Oh yeah, that was actually pretty scary, and I didn't think. Um, I forget the actress's name who played Danny, who mm-hmm. you said. I, I didn't think her performance was great. I didn't love her. I, you know, her accent wasn't awesome. She was sometimes overdid it with the emotional stuff. Yeah. But those, and maybe, maybe this ties into that. The scenes where she's, you know, having those panic attacks when she, when she is afraid, mm-hmm. she does it well. And it, mm-hmm. it adds a lot to those scenes. Yeah. You could tell that she was, you know, when she got locked in the closet, she, it started out slow. She was trying not to panic and then it just broke her down completely. And mm-hmm. eventually they let her out, but she added a lot to those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, at times I thought that she overdid it, but in those instances, yeah. it was actually helpful. Yeah. I think. I think she kind of she kind of gets into overacting territory sometimes, um, but usually it's not not for me. It wasn't when she was afraid in scenes where she was afraid. It was more often than not in times where she was going more for the emotional part of her role. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I don't, I don't know if it, sometimes it feels like overacting. Other times it just felt like maybe she wasn't as connected to the character. Yeah. Um, but I still and I still think she fit well into that role. It's just sometimes I just didn't feel as connected yeah. as you know as like I did when she played L. It, w- it was a bit in, empty um, at times. Or Nell in in Hill House. Yeah, it, yeah, just almost yeah, almost a bit empty sometimes. So um, that scene kind of wraps up the the first episode. Um, when they let her out, Danny sees mud muddy footprints on the on the floor and she follows him outside yeah and that's where we end episode one and that was for for the rest of the season that was kind of one of the best setup moments Mm -hmm. um because it was kind of this recurring theme that everyone in the house thought the kids were tracking mud through that right and right and hannah talked about how she's always having to mop up after the kids Mm -hmm. and, and actually in in episode two we can kind of use this as a transition um i think episode two is one where um Danny makes the kids clean up the mud on the floor. She yeah, finds Hannah that's how the, she that's how the second episode she starts. She gets onto them um, right. about locking her in the closet, makes them clean up, gives Jamie and Hannah kind of some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, episode two is also when I like I started to notice um, in those mid-episodes, those early mid-episodes, that mm-hmm. the secondary characters to me are so much more intriguing than yes, Danny. I agree. Danny was mm-hmm. probably my least favorite, and and I was mm-hmm. least compelled by her character. Right. Um, whereas the other three, and what was the what was the driver's name? Um, the driver or the cook? Well, they're the same. No, the but driver the was the driver was um. Peter Quint. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But the cook also drives once Peter is gone. Right. Um, and then the cook was um. Owen. Owen, right. Yeah. So I, I thought Owen and Hannah and Jamie, mm-hmm. those three characters made the show. Yes, and, and Miles and Flora. I, they're, yeah. I, I thought their to, characters were far more intriguing than... Right. I think they their characters were more intriguing, but also they were sometimes just annoying. 
That's true. And yeah, a little bit. Not always perfectly splendid. And so <laughs> perfectly splendid. Um also with episode two, we get the flashbacks to when Miles goes to boarding school. Yeah. For a period of time. And it really sets up his kind of um um oh what's the word? His kind of psychopathic his tendencies? kind of his kind of bipolar like yeah. his intense bipolar nature. And it, it it never it doesn't really explain why it's happening. It just it just shows that it's happening. Well, and kind of sets him up as this kid that nobody can quite get a handle on. Right. Nobody knows really how to guide him mm-hmm. um, through his life. Right. The the right. the priest at this prep school mm-hmm. tries to kind of guide him, even when he's doing these horrendous three things. He you know he kills a bird. He jumps out of a tree to intentionally hurt himself. Right. Like all he's doing all of these things that really require a lot of care and mm-hmm. and nobody has quite been able to do that yet. As as right. hard as they've tried, mm-hmm. um, you know, his family members haven't been able to, his school teachers haven't been able to, the au pairs haven't been able right. to. Um and this episode goes a long way in setting his character up Mm-hmm. Um, for the for the future of the show, right? It it kind of sets up the hopelessness almost that yeah. people feel towards him when it comes to trying to figure out what's going on with him. Um, episode two also, um, it it also kind of sets up Flora and Miles' connection as siblings, how close they are, and how they're not they're not like they're not codependent on each other, but they do find a lot of security with each other around like all the letters, right. like well, the messages because, that Flora the sends. The reason why Miles started doing all these terrible things is because mm-hmm. he wanted to get sent home because right. it, it shows him holding that letter from Flora that just says, right. come home. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Oh, there's the, the scene in this episode where uh, Flora hands Danny the broken glasses. Yep. Um, again, kind and of, that kind of sends her into a panic, right? Again. Setting up that recurring, um, that recurring, unknown about Danny about what she's running from yeah you know um because yeah. obviously the the those glasses look exactly like the glasses that the man in the mirror is wearing behind her yeah right well and you have to you have to start with the man in the mirror what what you have to start with the man in the mirror yeah and you have to ask him to change his ways I'm looking at the man <laughs> in the mirror that's the only line I know from that song. I know. That's that's okay. It's fine. Um, I don't know what you're referencing. That's that it. Song. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So the other thing about <laughs> um the other thing about this episode um we learned that the two kids know about the ghost walking the halls of Bly Manor um, because they stop. Um, they're all in the hallway with Danny and um, Miles distracts her from, from the ghost and the ghost kind of just wanders on mm, past. Right, right. And later on we learn that this ghost is wandering the same path in the halls. Basically, right. if you get in her way, she kills you. Yeah. Um, and so they, they save her from that. Mm-hmm. But that's our first real insight that the kids know better than anyone else what is going on right. in the house. Right. And, and they're... It, it makes you feel that they're somewhat involved, mm-hmm. but it also makes you kind of feel bad for them because they're having to put on this charade and they're having to 
act brave for these adults right who don't right. know what's going on they have no idea exactly yeah. yeah this is also i think the first time we see um the image of rebecca with um um when she's with peter in that that polaroid that danny finds they play a game of hide and seek and she finds the she finds the picture i can't remember exactly when that happens this the the game of hide and seek mm-hmm. had my favorite shot of the entire season where flora is hiding behind the chest mm-hmm. and there's one of the faceless ghosts oh, yeah. and starts is she singing or is she she's singing and she's then singing like, and the ghost starts like mumbling singing behind her mm-hmm. and it it starts moving around and like kind of yeah. contorting its body and it goes mm-hmm. to sit up and she just turns around and shushes it. Yeah. She just turns and goes, Shh, and yeah. the ghost lays back down and like that. That's like, that's like primo Mike Flanagan scare right there. Yes. And that's, that is maybe the, unfortunately, maybe the scariest scene of, of the season. Um, but maybe also, I don't also have to just, think about also it. Also, just very intense. And, oh yeah, and super it showed, intense. Like again, goes back to the character building with these kids and and their importance to the show mm-hmm. and and right. Flora's understanding of of what all is going on in the house. But that that shot is probably my favorite from the entire season. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, it was something that Hill House was rife with, and this show maybe not as much. Um. So that brings us to episode three, also known as The Two Faces Part One. And this is the episode where we get a really good glimpse at Peter and at Rebecca and kind of the relationship that they start to form when Rebecca becomes the au pair at Bly Manor. Um, It also kind of sets up... um, Peter as kind of an antagonist in the show, you know, they're, they're, you know, they start trying to search for him and they call the police after Danny sees him. I believe it's in the second episode. Well, she sees him in the first episode and then I think she sees him again in the second episode. And that's when they, they call the police, the police search the grounds in the third episode. They can't find him anywhere. And I think, well, and they, do they, do they mention here that, he had stolen something from the house or he had at the very least we know that Hannah and Owen and Jamie don't want do him not coming back. right they don't they do not they want don't him want around. him at Bly Manor right. for right. whatever reason it is and they show in the scenes where they show Peter and Rebecca together mm-hmm. um, they show that he you know how controlling he starts to be and mm-hmm. which will later on play a huge role in in the storyline of the ghosts in Bly Manor. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so um yeah, it does it does a pretty good job of setting up Peter as that antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um but also we realize that he's a ghost and so it's right. it's it's almost it's almost hard to take him as an individual as the antagonist because we know Mm -hmm. it's something bigger than that right this is also the episode where um where uh miles they do story time and miles does this insane um, just um, amazing monologue about puppets 
about yeah. the puppet with with you know puppets with strings and how I think like their master forgot about them and then when he comes back they're all like pissed off at him or something. Some, I, yeah, something. I can't like remember that. exactly how it goes, but it's just this. It has to be at least like three minute long monologue where he's just telling this story, and it slowly kind of devolves and gets more depressing and dark and sinister yeah. as it goes along and it's just this it's this incredible moment with this this child actor who's putting on an adult like a, a fully realized performance as if it were an adult doing it well and, and, and it's one of my favorite moments of the entire show this monologue in the in that scene too the adults are all watching it and like increasingly kind of growing uncomfortable mm-hmm. and being yeah. like what is like what is wrong with this kid basically right. and, or right. like how did he get all of these you know dark kind of ideas where is this mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. you can kind of see that thought process playing out in their mind um, right. which just adds to it mm-hmm. um because like you said it's it's it turns pretty dark and it's mm-hmm. um he he kind of steals the show with that monologue that right. even catches them by surprise. They right, don't, they it catches don't really, them off guard. Yeah. They don't really know how to react to it. <laughs> they don't know how the hell to react. Yeah, they yeah they just they're just in awe the whole time. Yeah, and um, that scene is cut off by and they're showing concern as well, and that's right. part of it because <clears throat> mm-hmm. they don't think a kid Miles' age right should be having those kinds of thoughts mm-hmm. and and or should be thinking that maturely for his story time, right? That right. doesn't that doesn't right. make sense to them and they're worried about him to mm-hmm. a degree. Right. There's also I think that scene and the you know the the first 3 episodes have kind of a great um recurring theme of the phone ringing and no one answering when it gets picked up. Yeah. And that that scene with the monologue is cut short by the phone ringing and um I can't remember I think Jamie picks it up and it's when Owen finds out that his mom has died. Yeah. His mom who has, I think she had Alzheimer's or dementia or something, Mm -hmm. you know, she had some, you know, some form of, uh, of, of, uh, memory issues. Well, and he, the reason why he is still in that town is because he's taking care of, right. Because he's taking care of his mother. And that's the one that night in episode three is the night he decided to stay because they were afraid that Peter Quint was going to, come back around yes like the first night he's been away from his mother and you know however long and it's a good that that moment when the phone call you know the phone call comes and someone actually picks up on the other end and it's it's a good little reversal of this recurring theme of the empty phone call i didn't even put that together that that was the night he decided to Mm -hmm. stay Mm -hmm. um and and really in a sense that is the night that is going to kind of keep him there moving forward because mm-hmm. then he doesn't really right. have a reason to go home. To he leave. has, he has, yeah. he has less of a reason to leave, which kind of plays into a, a broader theme of being trapped at Bly Manor. Right. Um, right. That they'll kind of get to later on. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought episode three out of those, out of those initial three, episode three was mm-hmm. probably my least favorite. Okay. Um, Looking back, I see the importance of it because we were learning mm-hmm. about Peter and about Rebecca. And you get um, moments like with with Flora at the lake, seeing Rebecca in the you know like in yeah. the the 
the weeds or the tall grass or whatever around the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, you know, I think that's an, it's an important moment for her. It, but it, again, it's one of those moments where what we're seeing is we're seeing her in this moment. It seems like she's been in this moment before and it seems like she knows why Rebecca is over there. Yeah. But we don't, we, it, it's not, it's not given to us yet. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those well, moments. That's, that's part of what's fun about watching this show. And it was the same way with Hill House is that we kind of get to put together whatever story we think makes sense. And, right. Right. And there, you know, Mike Flanagan's going to show us eventually the way that he interpreted mm-hmm. it. But we yeah. kind of spend each episode being like, oh, I wonder if this ties mm-hmm. together. I wonder if this influences that or, or whatever. And we can kind of make make it our own, make the watching experience our own. Right. Um, until we finally get that closure right. of, of whatever it is. Things will reveal themselves when Mike Flanagan wants them to. But in the meantime, but in the meantime speculation is a good thing. He's going to leave it to us to speculate right. and enjoy the time with the characters he's created, yeah, exactly. which is for me, I, I mean, I love doing that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the best parts about this series so far with the two seasons we've gotten so far. Yeah. For is sure. How much you get to speculate and kind of, try and piece it together but really you can't because you never get enough information at the outset to really piece things together mm-hmm. as at least in the way that they will be by the time the you know the season ends yeah um i think i would have to agree i th- i think i mean i think episode 3 probably has some of the most important moments in the show in the first 3 episodes but i think um I mean, I, I think of of these three. The first episode definitely, for me, had the most interesting moments and in, in character yeah. pieces well, and kind thought, of interactions. Yeah, I thought so too. And the first two episodes really spend their time setting up the characters, mm-hmm. whereas the third episode spends the time um, almost pushing the story along, or at least giving us details that we're going to need later mm-hmm. on. Right. Um, and we, of course, we can say that looking back now. Uh, I mean. The first three episodes had a lot of important setup, a lot of stuff that we needed to know, a mm-hmm. lot to fit in, a lot of content just to fit right. into those first right. three episodes to really set up the story and set up the characters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it, it wasn't always as exciting as I hoped. It right. certainly was not as scary as I hoped. And that, no, that no. kind of... We do get at the end of episode three the moment where Danny turns around and we actually see... Yeah the the man it's the first time that we see him not in a mirror not in a mirror physically there he's yeah we actually see him physically there and at the end of the episode he like flies back and that's how the episode ends that was truly terrifying another one too i don't know if you noticed this um in the scene where the cop comes to walk the grounds Mm -hmm. of bly manor to to check for peter yeah there's a, a part where he's sitting there talking to them at the door and in the very far background, in the at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. there's just like the shadow of a person standing there, and nothing happens with it. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and I I noticed it at first, and I wasn't really sure, so I didn't yeah. I didn't say anything. Um, but then uh, <clears throat> one of my friends was like, "Did you notice the the dude standing there when the cop right. was?" And I was like, "Yeah, I thought I noticed." And that's something that right. that's something that Hill House did constantly in spades and, and they did it so well oh, and that, so well that's part of what made hill house so scary was there was mm-hmm. always something lurking in the background right and so i was excited to see that i they could have done more with that but mm-hmm. those those little things is what made me want to see right. more after hill house right i um, agree those um 
I I didn't think that I I didn't think the whole season was as scary as it could have been, but there were no. there was definitely a few moments that and I I honestly think that were I th- redeeming. I think they were going less for scares in this one, and I, like a uh, couple people I I've listened to have talked about this, talk about how it's this show this season's really almost more of like a gothic romance, yeah, than it is a just a straight up horror show like the first season was mm-hmm. um you know and then you, the similarities you draw is just in in that they're both about family ties and family drama and right how that influences the story itself um i think looking back these first three episodes i look back more fondly on these first three episodes than when you watched than them. when i initially watched them yeah. having watched the entire show but i was the same way with i was the same way with hill house with Hill House, I appreciated everything so much more by the end. Yeah. And then, you know, going back and rewatching Hill House before I, I watched Bly Manor, it, it made the experience that much more um, intriguing and enjoyable. Kind of, I mean, it, it's it's fun to be in the moment and not know everything, but then to go back and know everything and kind of be able to appreciate all these little super, like, almost almost just like bl- all these kind of blink and you'll miss it moments that are happening in each episode. It, it may being able to appreciate that rewatching a season of a show like this makes all these moments in these first few episodes, like in this season, much more enjoyable. And it makes me, you know, thinking back and having time to think about the show. Cause it's been out for about a month now. It makes, it makes me look on them a little more fondly than maybe, how how I did originally because originally yeah. they were just and and they still are they're still okay they're okay they're okay well, episodes and you, don't, and you they, don't really you don't really realize until you look back um, how much patience is required to make it through mm-hmm. all of the setup and right if you stick with it um, it it will get rewarded to a degree but mm-hmm. um, you, it it kind of takes a lot to to hang on through the first few. Um, and it it was similar with with Hill House, but mm-hmm. um, for this one even more so because we don't necessarily have that scare factor as much. Right. Um, right. It's it's maybe not as um, intriguing of a watch, mm-hmm. um, and you really have to kind of pay attention a little bit more. Um, I guess if you yeah. even in the it, parts where you don't really feel like it, you have to you have to have a little more patience. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, we're pushing 50 minutes yeah. on we covered three episodes so i think i think it's a good stopping a good point stopping point we can we'll start off next week with next week episode episode quattro four what are we calling this are we calling is are we calling this we'll have to think about that by the by the time you see this we will have had a name a name for it it will probably not be called the front row podcast because it's not because it's a little bit different it is a podcast format, and it is on the front row seats platform. I mean, here's the thing: the we had the original idea of like these series where each yeah. episode is shorter, and then we did mm-hmm. front row frights, and we ended up doing forty minute episodes for every single one. And it's fine. It's fine. They're it's fine. all just podcasts. It's a podcast. It, this is the whole point of it. All right, I'll bring them out this time. You, you want to take them out? Time. I did. Um, it's been a while since I did this. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We're recording on great, video, right? Great start. Yeah, we are. Thanks we're for on watching. Video. See, I don't even know what we're doing. How we're, am I supposed to tell They're the watching people? and listening. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Boom.
And thanks for subscribing. Yep. And thanks for liking. And thanks for commenting. And thanks for checking us out on all of your different platforms. YouTube. All of them. Spotify. Yep. Stitcher. Yep. Apple Podcasts. Yep. Facebook. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud, if yep. you're into that. If you are. Mm-hmm. Soon to be, hopefully, Instagrammable. We got some We got some Instagram ideas coming. We do. With we our don't last even have episode. an Instagram, but we've got some but Instagram got some, ideas. We have some ideas so for the gram. So keep an eye out. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, really, we do want to hear what you have to say, so um, leave us a comment. Um, give us maybe a five-star review with a comment um, or a one-star review if that's what we've earned. Hey. Um, let us know. We'll... If we get those, we we can start addressing them on the pod. Um, we will take any fun, criticisms, you know? and we will roast the shit out of you. Just kidding. We we won't. We'll take criticism, but it'll we'll, be wrong. We'll take criticism. You might think you're criticizing us. Because we're damn near per. But, but then, you're just fueling but us. But then we'll show you how you're wrong. <laughs> Cheers, folks. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Nailed oh, yeah. Out of the park. <laughs> Timothy Carpool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, still got it, baby. Still got it. Never lost. <laughs>